0: Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Dr. Sherry Lynn Hunt, and she goes by Sherry, and she has traded her medical social work career for the ministry of intercession in 2001. Using her passion for building prayer teams, she teaches others how to join forces through corporate prayer and advance God's kingdom. Sherry Lynn motivates readers to live their potential in her 31 day devotional, Grace Overcomes Today. Her other inspiring stories can be found in Chicken Soup for the Soul Series, Bethany House, and Guidepost Publications. And she has also written a book that we're going to talk about to get today, Together We Pray, Building Effective Prayer Teams. And um, I understand you and your husband have been married for over 50 years, Sherry.
1: Yes, we've actually been married 53 years. So that's exciting to think about that. It is. It is. That's very exciting. My husband and I are going on 25.
0: So 53, that's amazing. And you have two grown um, children and four grandchildren. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: And grandchildren, there's nothing like them, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. They're awesome.
0: They <laughs> are
1: to bring bring joy and love into our hearts. And we travel with the younger three. Usually every year we take a trip and do something exciting. So that's that's always fun. This last year with COVID, we haven't been able to do that, but looking forward to more travel opportunities too. So
0: Nice. Okay. So I'm holding your book right here, Together We Pray, and I'm really enjoying it. I love that it's also an eight-week study. Um, So let's talk about this. You left your medical work to pursue your passion for prayer. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. I had been a medical social worker. I had worked in a lot of uh, nonprofit agencies and In 2001, the agency I was working in, different programs were changing, and somehow my heart just wasn't with it anymore, as that sometimes happens when God is moving us out of one place and putting us in another, and my personal prayer life really deepened during that time. I just just would spend hours with the Lord in prayer and on the weekends, and So there came a point that I decided to resign from my position and see what God wanted next. And I remember telling my boss um, when I went in with my resignation, I said, you know, I feel like I'm packing for a trip. I don't really know what kind of clothes to take and I don't know where I'm going, but I know there's something different for me. And God really did have something different for me because I, I moved into a, prayer ministry here within the city that um, Dr. Jacqueline Seward, who was one of my intercessing, intercessory prayer mentors, um, had in, in Memphis. And I learned a lot more about prayer. I learned a lot more about corporate intercession. And a lot of the stories in the book really share some of the group things that we did during that season in my life. Well,
0: it's, it's incredible.
1: And I love the way you
0: lay everything out. You have, you know, you've got a prayer topic, you have testimonies, you have group tips, you have questions, you have, you have prayers, you've got suggested group activities. So you just lay it out very, very nicely. So someone can follow that. Uh, When, when you were talking about prayer, Sherry, and you were talking about how you just started going into You know, basically a a prayer posture mode, um, really seeking the Lord and praying. Did did you have a special place in your home or uh, did it matter where you were when you were praying and when you do pray now?
1: Well, it's interesting that you would ask that because at the time we were finishing up a room upstairs that is a small room. it could be like a bonus room. And my last paycheck went for the carpet of that room. (laughs) And and the first two weeks I was home, Teresa, I have never had anything like this, but the Lord literally took me up into that room almost like at eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the afternoon. And I spent two weeks with him just praying and reading the word and And he went through a lot of things in my career that maybe were hurtful, that he just had me get rid of. I call it a cleansing time.
0: Wow. And
1: and the only thing I had signed up for in the future was to go to a prayer kind of encounter weekend. And I was going to be speaking at a, a women's group in the next few weeks. And so that two weeks, I think, set me in a different position than when I had been in before to go forward into the, into the next few years. And Together We Pray actually was birthed out of um, me finishing a doctorate of ministries degree that I went on to and, and get a few years later. And, and this became my, my dissertation. And then from there it has evolved into other teachings with it and trying to share it with other people.
0: Wow, it sounds like you really experienced that upper room, experience that cleansing, like you said. And in that forgiveness, Sherry is so important. You know, that forgiveness to to cleanse our hearts, to, to get us ready for what God has purposed and called us to do. It it really takes a cleansing of the heart. And I I love that, you know, when I first became a Christian, Sherry, I could not get enough of the word. It's like I had to devour it. No one told me to read the Bible. No one, no one said anything about it. It's just that Holy Spirit, when you are so willing to do what God has called you to do, and you don't know what that is. You know, you just go to him like, you know, you, you're waiting for him. And I, I love that. I think faith and forgiveness definitely go together. That forgiveness of forgiving others and forgiving ourselves and, you know, asking God to forgive us for whatever is in our hearts, you know, that's this contrary to his word. Um, I wanted you to kind of break down the difference between prayer and intercessory prayer. And so our listeners get a good idea between the two.
1: Well, just like I shared an example of going into the upper room, my prayer time at that time was pretty me focused. It was my conversation with God. It was him revealing things to me that I needed to, as you say, get rid of and be set free of just things that have been built up over the years. And things I at the time didn't even realize were hindrances in my own spiritual life and prayer does that when we have that conversation with God it's just like talking to your best friend I mean Jesus is sitting right there with you and in you and the Holy Spirit reveals things to you that you need to pray for or you need to um, release or you need to decree and declare the word in your own life and so that that is prayer and that's what a lot of people teach on and intercession is when we actually begin to stand in the gap for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like we are the escort to take that person's needs into the throne of God. We become the watchman over the area of our city or over our neighborhood or over our street. We also become protectors, almost like a Um, a border patrol where we make up a hedge of protection around somebody in the spiritual warfare. I mean, how many times has God maybe awakened us to pray for somebody and pray for their safety and that, and that's really a protector. So intercession goes almost like a, it's almost becomes a selfless ministry of spending time and prayer and effort for somebody else.
0: -hmm do you start with the word sherry do you do you read through the word or you do do you just go right into that intercessory prayer for someone else
1: um i i have to say it sometimes is with both mm-hmm. I, I many times with God God will give me a scripture for somebody and i'll start with the word or or if i'm um have a burden for somebody i get i start praying for them and usually i open the word of God and i begin to to find scriptures that i confess for that person i decree over that person you know the psalms are filled with things that you can pray about somebody for over the situation so it, it many it many times it's just a leading of what the lord wants me to pray and I have to say, as an intercessor, when you are called to intercede, you're on call 24-7.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I first kind of began this journey, I was amazed at how many times the Lord would, you know, wake me up in the middle of the night and I'd say, Really? God, <laughs> we can't deal with this at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. But, yes. But there's a lot of spiritual things that are going on in that. That last fourth watch from three to six in the morning. And many times I, I think our spirits are attuned to that. And I'll get up and I'll pray and read the word and believe God for something. And then I get this peace. Mm-hmm. And then I first time to go back to bed and I go back to bed and go back to sleep. And you know, that happens many times when, when God assigned you a person <laughs> to pray for. And I,
0: lo- I love the fact that you told us he does, he does wake you up. I think some people think, oh, no, I just woke up. But no, it's not by accident. I mean, God wakes us up, you know, for prayer. We need to take a real quick break here, Sherry. So uh, stay tuned, everyone, for more Shape by Faith. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Okay, on the phone is Dr. Sherry Lynn Hunt, and she traded her medical social work career for the Ministry of Intercessory Prayer in 2001. And we are talking about her book, Together We Pray, Building Effective Prayer Teams. It's an amazing book, and I would encourage everyone to get a copy of her book. And we're going to let you know how to order that and where you can find it. Um, Sherry, how do we position ourselves to pray and intercede for others and actually hear from God?
1: Well, first of all, we need to come to God with a humble heart instead of coming in and trying to tell him what to do and what to pray for. We need to yield ourselves to his agenda mm-hmm. and look us on his heart with that. And when we come into prayer, um, it's always good to magnify him, to just say, you know, praise God. God, you are so wonderful. You are so awesome. You are a God that's more than enough. You are a God that meets our needs. You are a God father that's faithful. I mean, when we start prayer, it's just so great to come in and magnify him. And that particularly if we are in a group prayer if we do that that unifies us into one to look to him immediately instead right. of coming with all the requests and the, the urgent needs that people have because we're we're, we're like putting him on the I, I don't want to say pedestal because he's in us and put but it's like he's the foundation that we are putting him on well the problems you think about the lord's prayer sherry where
0: jesus taught his disciples how to pray you know our father who art in heaven i mean there it is right there you know praising god recognizing (laughs) him that's good
1: that's right and and then usually if we when we take a time to repent of our own things in our own heart that day we may come in having just have you know kick the dog or fight with you know your husband or all the issues that yell to people in traffic i mean we need to get in with a mindset of of a prayer time and that usually involves a confession of things that maybe we have wrong attitudes wrong motives or or wrong uh, just again with the wrong attitude that we have spoken of but (laughs) that's good as far as position you asked about um Think, remember how Queen Esther, she, she went into the throne room asking the king for mercy for her people. Yes. And she did it on behalf of, of others. Well, we, when we go into intercession, we also go in as the priest, you could say, with clean hands, going before the king, asking for mercy for that person, asking for um, and praying for the, for the people that God has put in our hearts. And we also need to remember, this is a, this is a real key. People think that prayer and and particularly when we get together, it's just a love fellowship
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they come in expecting this sweet little tea party atmosphere. <laughs> and I always say, you may wear your bridal clothes in as a bride of Christ, but you've got to have your combat boots on. You're Right. <laughs> Because we go in as a warrior, just as King David did. And, and David was a warrior that went and fought for the land. He fought for the kingdom. And we are warriors also fighting for the land and fighting for God's kingdom. So we put on the, the armor of God, you know, and we believe in Ephesians 6. You go through all the steps and you can put on the armor of God. And remember that it's not by might nor by power but by the spirit saith the lord of hosts so as you said earlier how do you listen to the voice of god you have to know his spirit you have to know him just as jesus said you know follow me he's the shepherd and we're the sheep and sheep follow the shepherd they follow Mm -hmm. the voice of the shepherd so the more time you spend with the shepherd the more you begin to recognize when he speaks to you and he tells you to pray for somebody, just like I shared a few minutes ago about getting up in the middle of the night. How many times even during the day does he put someone on your heart to pray for? And if you stop right then and pray for that person, that may be when they really need it. That happens to me three times. And I'll text somebody and say, I've been praying for you. And they go, Oh my gosh, I needed it right now for such and such a reason. Well, that's listening to the voice of God. That's listening to him to say, pray for that person now. And we many times will say, Oh, I'll do it later. You know, I'll do it when I have time or I'll do it such and such. Well, that person needs it now. They need it now. You know, you're,
0: you're right, Sherry. So many times, you know, Um, when I was early on in my Christian walk, people would, you know, say, will you pray for me? And I'd say, yeah, I'll pray for you. I learned years later, do it right then. They're not wanting you to do it later. They, they need it right there. They need the hope that you have then. And, and they want you to pray for them right there. Whether you're in a grocery store, you're just finishing a fitness class or you're outside doing whatever, You know, people will say when they say, can you pray for me? They mean it. They're not just saying that, you know, so it's important for us to do that. I I was going to talk about, you know, um, adult children that have strayed away. And I know there's so many, so many out there that have this situation going on in their lives right now. And and I probably have that situation, you know, with seven grown children a few of them may have strayed away. What, how should we pray for them, Sherry? How, how do we go about that? How do we, can you just give us some insight?
1: Well, I know that many times with my adult children and spouses, I have, I have really taken the word of God and written out even a confession of faith for them. Mm-hmm. And, and put in that confession of faith and put in the scriptures and really pray the scriptures over them. We can't control another person's will. Mm-hmm. We can't pray that they, uh, we all, you know, the main thing is to pray that they hear the voice of the Lord. They heard the voice of the good shepherd and not the voice of the deceiver. And, and that's what we're wanting to pray. We pray a hedge of protection around them. We pray that they have the mind of Christ we yes. pray that they would listen to the mind of Christ, that they have the spirit of God within them if they've been born again and that they listen to that spirit and that the spirit leads and guides them. And many times when you begin to write out confessions of faith based on scripture and you pray those you pray those out you begin to see a change you begin to see a change within them you begin to you know miracles of coming back into the fold and and miracles of things that are happening in that spirit realm with them and they don't even understand what's happened we used to write out confessions of faith um particularly with one of our children in college and 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 all of a sudden you know friends would disappear or things would happen and they couldn't understand why this happened (laughs) (laughs) but but it was this confession of faith that we were believing for, you know? Absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question. but It it does.
0: And real quick, before we have to end this segment, I've heard people say, well, I've prayed that they would strike them down with lightning and get their attention or, you know,
1: what would you say to that? (laughs) I'll joke you aside. Well, you know, and that's not what God wants you to have, but it does say that in the prodigal son, it talks about that the son actually, um, in other words, he disowned the son because he had no other recourse. And I believe that many times we need to disown them unto the things of God. Mm. We need to Mm -hmm. release them to God and say, God, you need to be the one to bring that prodigal back. And of course, God did bring the prodigal back. He, he spoke to him when he was in the pig pen. And, and at times that person does need to get into the pig pen.
0: <laughs> Many times. I've been in the pig pen before. Um, yes. We, we need to take a real quick break here. So we will be back with more shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, We Shape Our Bodies and Hearts for God's Purposes. Sherry Hunt, the author of Together We Pray, Building Effective Prayer Teams, um, is on the line, and Sherry, I wanted to ask you about actually, uh, you know, launching a prayer team and, and what this needs to look like when you're in a prayer group.
1: Well, when we launch a prayer team, just remember that it needs to be people that are drawn together and have a heart for prayer. I've seen many times people come into a prayer group and they don't want to be there; they they could care less. And Mm -hmm. maybe they're there for a need for somebody, but they don't have that heart for intercession. And it does flow a lot better when everybody can flow together. One thing I do want to really emphasize of the effectiveness of having prayer teams is that we come in and we all have needs. We all have specific problems or issues with family, but God may call that group together that day for something in the nation or in your city or in your church. And it's not called just to meet your specific in personal need. So we need to learn to stay on topic. We need to come together. And many times I have, um, we've been, Flowing as a group, and I've been leading a group, and and we're we're really on target. And then all of a sudden, someone will throw in, "Oh, Aunt Mabel's having surgery." Well, it just stops the flow Mm, of the mm -hmm. spirit, as if a batter is up to bat, and another pitcher has sent another ball to him to pitch, and he's got two balls coming to him at the same time. What does that happen? Cause it causes confusion. So if we can come together and stay focused on one topic at a time, you know, I always tell the group, you know, God can read, we can put our prayer request on a piece of paper and put it in the basket. And at the end, take all the basket, all the requests in the basket and give it to him. God knows exactly what you need today. We don't need to spend 30 minutes on each person
0: praying, That's
1: good. talking about the problem,
0: That's which good. many times takes up the whole time hmm. Um, Sherry, where can we find your book? Because I, I want people to get this together. We pray.
1: Well, again, my book is Together We Pray. My name is Sherilyn Hunt It's listed. My author name is Sherilyn Hunt, which is S-H-A-R-I-L-Y-N-N. And you can find the book on Amazon. It is in paperback and in Kindle format. So it's very easy to find. My okay. Grace Overcomes Today, I have a Grace Overcomes Today, which is a 31-day devotional, which also can be found on Amazon. So. Uh, do you mind praying us out, Sherry? No. Okay. Father, we thank you so much for this time together. And we thank you that, the, that Teresa, as well as the hearers of this broadcast are motivated and encouraged of the power of prayer in our life. And Lord, it is your power. It is your prayers that we want to pray, not ourselves, but your prayers. And so, Father, I pray that all those that listen today, they would have a heart to just join with others in prayer. And when they hear your voice to lead them and guide them, they will follow. I praise you, Father. I praise you for today and what you're going to do with this broadcast in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed getting to know you and I'm hoping we can connect and stay connected through prayer, of course, but I would love to connect with you more. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed so much of it as well. So thank you for asking me. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to Shape by Faith. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day.